Welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth. I'm an intimacy coach and psychologist. I created this show to explore the erotic alphabet, to help you learn more about desire and expressing your desires, discover ways to spice up your relationship and create that sizzling relationship you've always wanted. I do this through solid science, real life stories, and interviews with an exciting variety of sex experts. Listen in weekly as I share key strategies to help you create your ideal sexual life. Make sure you join us to access even more sexual strategies on my blog, A to Z of Sex, access our monthly newsletter with subscriber-only offers at www.atozofsex.com. That's A-T-O-Z-O-F-S-E-X. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the A to Z of Sex. I'm Dr. Lori Beth, and I am your host. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. Just remember, this podcast deals with adult content, so if you don't have total privacy, you might want to put on some headphones. Today, the letter is F, and F is for freedom, in this case, sexual freedom. Sexual freedom means different things to different people. For some, it's the freedom to love who you love and express your sexuality in the way that feels natural to you. For others, it has more to do with equality. Joining me today to talk about freedom are Dr. Heike and Jonathan Hudson. They have committed their lives to changing the way men and women experience relationships and sexuality. In a world where fear, past hurt, and shame keeps people from the closeness and depth they desire, this couple is passionate about teaching new ways of relating. What they have named Sextraordinary Living is today's modern and healthy blueprint to live a truly turned on life in and outside the bedroom, where men and women get exactly what they need and want without all the drama. One of the ways in which they help couples to gain sexual freedom is through somatic sexual healing. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thanks. So, um, should we start with what somatic sexual healing is? Absolutely. So somatics, as you probably well know from, from what you do in, 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 for, for a living, really looks at the cellular body memory. Mm-hmm. In other words, whenever, whenever we've had a traumatic experience, and I define trauma very loosely, I think 98% of us on this planet have received some kind of trauma, whether it's verbal mm-hmm. abuse, somebody throwing something at us, you know, our spouse yelling at us, all the way up to physical abuse and rape and all, of course, the, the, the whole myriad of that area. Anytime we have that, the body stores the memory in the same way the brain does. And so while, you know, while psychotherapy is an extremely valuable tool for looking at the depth of, of some of these pasts, we also have to integrate the body memory into it as well. And so that's the whole basic of somatics is that these memories are old stuck energies. And that's all they are, stuck energy. It's like... In the wild, a gazelle gets under attack by a tiger and he goes into the freeze state and a gazelle gets up and shakes that off and goes about his merry way. Nobody told us to do that as humans. So things happen to us, we we freeze and we want to run and that energy gets stuck and it manifests throughout the rest of your life, especially when these things happen in childhood. And, And we end up with these patterns of I'm not good enough or I don't like being criticized or I'm not enough or especially for Heike, we'll talk about this, this too for women. You know, my, I don't like my body. I don't like my sexuality. It was 
That's the root of a lot of this sexual shame. And so we, the, what we do with somatic sexual healing is we go into the past, we find the root causes, the, the gestalt points of these original traumas that happen, and we allow the body to move that energy through yelling, kicking, screaming, whatever the body wants to do, so it gets a chance to, to, to get it out. And then what makes us very unique in this field is that instead of just leaving the client to, to, to leave out where there's this big energetic hole where we took stuff out, we then replace it with pleasure. Pure, okay. pure, blissful pleasure, which collapses the memory in the body and allows for the memory to just be completely gone in just a couple sessions. Fantastic. So I do um, a lot of trauma work with people who have post-traumatic stress. And I agree with you, actually. I think that we've all, we all experience different types of trauma. And the work that I do with people, I'm not looking for, you know, here's a diagnosis we need before we can do this work. When we start talking about what their traumas are, whatever comes up, whatever you label, you feel as a trauma, we're going to work on as a trauma. Yes. <laughs> and I do a lot of work as a coach with people on, who have experienced sexual trauma on creating a new healthy sex life because my experience has been um, personally and professionally that resolving the issue on a psychological level doesn't necessarily shift the body stuff. And so that actually you have to address that in some way in order to actually make that move. And, and what I find with people is a lot of people who get triggered during sex because they haven't shifted the body stuff, not because they didn't resolve the psychological bit. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> I saw some fantastic studies. I forget where, but it wasn't too long ago. That's combined that, that, that combined psych, you know, typical psychotherapy, the, the cognitive behavioral therapy, which is our best line of defense for all this or best treatment with somatics. And the results have been outstanding because they're dealing with I wouldn't be surprised. I would argue whether, um, whether standard cognitive behavioral therapy is the best. I think there are, there are um, methods that use that core bit that are more yeah. flexible. But, um, yeah, but I do think, um, I think, and I think Bessel van der Kolk was the one who was recently doing research that connected into some of the somatics, which was surprising for people who know him as, because he's a quite, you know, a neuroscientist, he's quite a serious neuroscientist, but I think some of the research that they were doing was highlighting how much the, how much is held in the body. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And then, and then it goes deeper from the somatic healing that has become more and more now, you know, into the media and, and popular and, and integrated. It comes to sexual healing as well. Yeah. yeah. So actually go also to an area that especially for women is is rarely addressed meaning the internal work and so you know as the yeah. body stores everything so does the vagina the g-spot is considered the second brain of a woman with direct neural pathways right from there all the way to the brain and that's why we are so connected in both ways and again it's about clearing there going in there and this is what you said too when you're in the bedroom during sex um, all of a sudden, a woman breaks out into tears or freezes or whatever because, again, you're touching certain areas and the memory comes up and boom, you're right back to where you were yeah. when the trauma happened. Yeah. And so you're talking about actually directly it, it direct stimulation in that area in order to not only release it, but are you also speaking of, of teaching 
because that's the other part of this, of course, when you're talking about pleasure, which is, this is like my bailiwick because people don't talk about it. We don't teach, we don't teach people how to have it. And so we still have a third of women, whether they were traumatized or not, who have no orgasms because they have no idea how to do this. Absolutely. We actually taught them. Or really what we're all learning. I mean, we, we really don't receive any sex education, right? No. It's been like a trial and error. We fumble our way through. Um, there's so many women clients that we see that think something's wrong with them because they don't have a G-spot organ. They don't even know what the G-spot is. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, anatomy, from female anatomy to um, the way it's, you know, the only sex education that we have is porn and it is not sex education at no. all. <laughs> I really want to stress this one out. And, but we think that's the only thing that we can actually see. And, and then we get our information. And then all of these malfunction syndromes and whatever, then, you know, get opposed to put on women. And we think we're not normal. While in sex, everything is normal. And um, we just ideally learn more about our bodies how this all works and then you know the bigger spectrum of sexual energy which then is another add-on to yeah. the anatomy physiology um really talking about energetics because it's huge well yeah and I, I mean so for me and i know this isn't the same for everybody else but i for me it's a spiritual connection so i look at sexual energy as you know our easiest resource in terms of tapping into the into the spiritual into the divine and like to see that integrated and noticing how many people the energy is completely stuck they have no idea that they have any energy they don't even know that they can move energy even when they've had spiritual experiences and some in very very traditional manners they have no way of locating that there's no internal locus of control at all everything is is completely external and no understanding that actually that you can that's where you gain your power from absolutely this this is this is everything like you know nowadays everyone most people are going especially women into the whole spirituality and the life coaching and the personal development and all of that and 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 we are sexual and spiritual beings. So the sexual part is actually, like you, you say too, it's energy, right? The yin yang, it's, it's like it's, it's been put aside as something, oh, we're not gonna go there all the way. While we all talk about women, especially again, about embodiment, embodiment of the feminine. But that is, we need to drop all the way to, your, to our genitals, to our womb, to the sacredness, to the mystic, mystics in it, and, and to really learn there is so much more, and yes, it's the best meditation you can have. You through sex, you go to see God. It's that's our church. <laughs> yeah, we we do. We we go to sex church once a week, and we, usually on Sundays for four four or five hours with no distractions, and the candles lit and the music on, and we are just. That's what she says. I want to go see God, and most, you know, I think I think the way society has been for quite a while has been that the women have 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 almost by necessity escaped to the spiritual plane because it's safer. And as soon as a woman starts to get into her sexuality, you know, she's labeled as a slut or a whore or this or, and yet, and men, we've always been this, you know, the quote unquote sexual ones, but coming at it from just our genitals and not, not having been filled up with spirituality. And in, in most of our country in the U S and other countries, spirituality locks away sexuality. 
And so when you go to church, all of a sudden, oh, I'm not allowed to have those erotic thoughts anymore as a man. And so we shut those down. Or if we become more conscious, because we, we work with a lot of the conscious community, conscious men, God bless them, and I'm one of them, as they get into their heart space, they, they, they shut down their, their masculine side because they don't want to be that guy. They don't want to be that guy that is all of the, 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 the current hashtag me too, right? Because I've been there. We all have. I, I've looked at a woman and said, God, I would love to just fuck her. It's, it, it's, a male, it's a male trait. And until we men learn the whole spiritual aspect, and that's what I was getting to, getting to the final part here is, if we could turn this world around, so to speak, where men became more of the spiritual ones, still in touch with their sexuality, and that would allow women the safe place to drop into their true being, who, who are the sexual ones. But what I find so interesting in, in all of this, I've just come from TED Women. So I, I've just come from a conference full of amazing ideas, lots of it focused around women and, and then all through all humankind. Yeah. Um, of all of the talks this year, we had one talk on um, sex that, um, and last year we had one sort of talk on sex. Wow, really? <laughs> and, and that even here, that this is an area that is difficult for people. And I could see people's difficulty. I mean, the talk was fabulous. It was these two young women from South Africa who um, teach pleasure. And they came out and they spoke about Oshun and they came out about the energy, sent about sexual energy and the connection between body and, and mind and spirit. And, you know, this is my little snapshot of their talk. Yes. And it was fabulous. I mean, it was just absolutely fabulous because they were animated. And um, it was clear to me that a portion of the audience, it just went. Oh, yeah. And then another portion, but they were interested. And then another portion of the audience had difficulty yeah. because they were talking about sex and sexuality and the importance of pleasure because that was the message we need to educate women about the importance of pleasure and that this is our center of energy. You know, this is our center of energy and that's where it starts. And you know, I'm, I'm ready to stand up and scream, yay, you know, and, and I'm, for me, there's such a disconnect, even with women who are enlightened, with this, with the idea of actually kind of making this connection. And when you talk about men wanting to get away from that sort of Me Too vibe, at the same time, you, you know, you don't necessarily want a man to be away completely divorced from that kind of masculine energy exactly and that's not like there's anything wrong with thinking gee i'd really like to fuck that woman it's it's whistling at her and putting your hands on her that's the problem not the thought if we could do exactly. something proper with the thought then exactly. we wouldn't have the problem so the way i teach men in my in, 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 in my men's programs and men coaching is that we have our somatic program for men is called the Kingmaker. And the reason we call it the Kingmaker is because when a man comes from the center point of his benevolence, of, of being a heart-centered man, but at the same time fully in his masculine, because I know a lot of women out, even in San Diego and worldwide, that say, where are all the good men? And I'm like, the world, they're, right now they're cowering in the corner. And the sexy men. And the sexy the men, right. And the, sexy yeah, the good and sexy men. <laughs> and so 
Yes, I teach men, men to be fully in their masculine, fully in their balls, own their sexuality, but understand where you're coming from. Because Heike loves when I take over the bedroom. I mean, she does. She wants that ravishing. But so many, so many of us, including me for years, kind of shut that down because I'm like, oh, I don't want to let that go too crazy, right? But now, what, but, but, but once the feminine feels safe, her, the world will open up to a man in ways he can't even, even imagine. So presence and safety and, and adoration and all those things is where I come from. For, for well, and consent. I mean, for me, it's Absolutely. like if we, if we only taught one thing, if we only taught one thing that would increase sexual freedom across the board, it's if we really taught people what consent and boundaries look like. Yeah. From the time they were little kids that we understood, not in a shaming way, not in a punishing way, but teaching people the difference between sexual interaction and non-sexual interaction, you know, non-sexual touch and intimacy and all the things that we don't talk about so that what you end up with is societies that are fractured. So now you have things like six-year-olds who um, hug being told that they're doing something bad. Yeah. Or if they kiss, this is a horrible thing. There's no playing doctor anymore. If kids get caught playing doctor now, it's a federal case. Everything is huge and it's horrible because there, you know, there's no consent. I mean, if, if you've got two six-year-olds and they're playing doctor, that's normal, but that's lost now because everybody is so, it's, everything is black and white. There's no gray areas. There's no developed understanding. And what happens to that six-year-old whose brain is running theta waves who believes that this is the truth for the rest of my life, I cannot do this or I'm in trouble. Yeah. That's what we deal with with clients is they come in with so many age five to seven age, you know, getting in trouble for imprints. this getting in, and these imprints that are just incredible to see. And the amount of men that have sexual trauma is another thing that's not discussed. True. You know, Heike didn't see that coming in our work. And we started working with men, and hearing these terrible stories when they were young, it's like, oof, you know, it's just, it's men and women, the amount of stuff all of us as human beings have gone through, it's, it's, it's just, it's just, you know, so sad. I mean, what can we, one client at a time, you're reaching one client or a thousand clients with your video and, and that's all we can do, right? It's, it's all work together as a big village here. And I mean, what, <laughs> What do people need to understand in order to start moving in that the, the more positive direction to gain an understanding of sexual freedom, you well, think? Well, for me, you mentioned it before, the word safety, right? And you said it too. Like, especially for us women, in order to be able to explore the capacity, the immense capacity of our sexuality, we need to feel safe. And so that's usually being violated, violated from childhood on, right, to, you know, how we have to dress, how we have to behave, and, and then all of the assaults, and whether it's, it's you know, verbally or, or literally all the way to trauma. Um, so coming from what we said earlier, the spirituality, and we're hanging out more up here, right, the head, the spirituality, the heart, and then dropping in, most women don't feel safe to actually go in there, go into the depths of, you know, our fire, 
I mean, just literally, we're lighting a fire, and we know that <laughs> when we go in. And also, if there's the memory in the body of, oh, if I go there, I'm going to feel the pain again, and I'm going to get into this memory again. Um, sometimes even clients say it feels kind of dirty, right, to even drop into my body because it's like old stuff hanging there. And, and so we avoid this. So in order to have the freedom, um, I like to say it's, it's really about the self-exploration, the clearing out of the old, and, and to really be open and curious. Um, what does it actually really mean to be a woman, to be in this, this female body? And, and where can it take me? And then you can go so far on your own exploration but then obviously you have your partner and male or female, but knowing that your man, for example, can hold that space where you literally can explode and you can get out of your mind, like lose your mind where you can go wild and knowing that he's going to stay, right? Because we're afraid to even drop into that space. You know, there's a partner who can hold the space, who can hold us in that, who can see us in, in, in all of it. Because, you know, sex is messy too right it's not just glorious and crazy it's also messy the tears will come up the screaming the ugly faces i mean there's ugly <laughs> orgasm faces too and you know, all of that and and to to be able to embrace it and to just say okay i'll take the freedom to go in clean up uh, create the space for me to feel safe and then to really see where can it can it take me and it's 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 endless it's infinite and see, what I, I find it so amazing, you know, I mean, we still, I think it was Peggy Ornstein who did some research a couple of years ago with teenagers and young adults looking at their views, these are girls, on sexuality and stuff. And their biggest concern was how they looked. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like the guys should find them attractive while they're having sex and sort of like, actually, really... <laughs> <laughs> the last thing you should be thinking about you should not exactly. give where you know where your stomach is where anything is while you're having sex if you're not actually if you're actually thinking of those things you're not enjoying yourself you're not yeah. immersed and there is that sense that you're saying you know that people and women in particular can't even drop into the body but also a lot of our religious and spiritual practice tells us not to be in the body Whereas if you look at um, more Eastern practices, it's a completely different thing. So if you start looking at, um, at Tantra and understanding where that came from, then you, you understand that the whole point is to be in the body. But Western, most Western practices, not all, really are telling you that being in this body, in this vessel, is a bad thing. In some Eastern practices as well, it's a bad thing. You're trying to get up and out, up and out where I've always sort of said, well, if I chose to incarnate in a body, then there must be something I can learn from it. There must be a reason that I'm here in this. I always tell clients, you are doing a disservice to God, especially the religious ones. You're doing a disservice to God. If you believe that you, that not, not all religions do, but I believe that I am the spark of the creator, just like mm -hmm. you are, just like Heike is, that we all have the divine in us, that the divine is here to experience a human existence and express itself in a body on this planet. It does not need to go back up there. It came from there. That's right. It knows what that is. It knows what that is. It, it wants to experience fun and pleasure. And that thing up there made this body. It made her clitoris, which is the only body part in the entire world built for pleasure. 
right? And so why not experience all of the bodily sensations? And I agree with you. Be, be here and, 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 and be present to pleasure. So pleasure and, and just embodiment is, is really what we teach. Now, we're in California, right? We're in, we're in hippie California where, there's, <laughs> where it's easy for us to have these workshops. And still, we get new people coming into a workshop and, and they're like, holding on to each other like what's going to happen here i'm sorry you've got some of the most conservative folk in the united states in california yeah. as well so <laughs> we, we we went to the east coast though to florida down to try to teach some teach some workshops down there and we experienced some of the whew, same thing right over the top of their heads when we talked about eye gazing like why why would i want to stare at her for five minutes it's really i mean it's really <laughs> funny because that's what something that i use is i use in relationship workshops as well which is trying to teach people to become comfortable. They, beyond, they, we get to the intimacy later. We're, I just want them to be comfortable actually looking at each other and doing nothing else. Yeah. Right? It takes, it's not easy. And, and you can try this at home, folks. If you've never done it, the first while that you do it, you'll find a hundred other things to do. You, you, people come up with systems. They look at one eye, the nose, the, you know, anything other than to have that intimate contact because that's what it is. So I've been doing this for years, and, um, I, and also, I, obviously, I'm present with clients, and so I'm good at doing that. So I, I had a photo shoot just before I left for the U.S. for this last trip, and one of the things that one of the photographers said to me is, you're amazing, you don't blink at all, and oh my God, you're so intense, you keep complete eye contact. Yeah. Because that's the kind of natural place for me to be, yeah. and it's interesting that that is always interpreted as, it's intense. Yeah, I love it. Right. You know, I, 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 can, I can see it right there. I love it. But it's it, the connection, though. That's the point. And, and, and that couples, and I can see in Florida, I, I can see it. I can see this, you know. <laughs> but also there's this mad discomfort. If yeah. all you're asking them to do, all we want you to do is make contact. And, and to realize how often we do not make contact with the people that we are intimate with, physically intimate with, emotionally intimate with, we make almost no contact with them, which is immensely sad. A lot of times it's because we don't want to be seen. Yeah. You know, we don't want, we don't want our partner to see our pains, to see our hurts, to see our real authentic self. Yeah. And it is in the sharing of that. It is in the vulnerability. It is in the sharing the goods and the bads. And my God, this is what's inside me right now today. And knowing in, my, in our relationship and what we teach that I can share this from a place that's not judged, that mm -hmm. I'm not shamed, that whatever triggers I've got to work on, I understand are mine and I know where to go look at them and I know how to process them and I know how to own them without being, again, blamed or shamed for them. And so I know I can share and she knows she can share. And that, that communication element is so critical. And again, we always go back to our, the, the sexual healing component because ultimately this all goes back to a very young age. We, 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 I know it's, it's relatively simple to say most of our pains come from childhood. But they, but they do, do. They really do. You know, all, all, all the things we were told as little kids, they just stack up. We had a client, for example, not too long ago that he's, he's felt like a coward his whole life. And he didn't know why, because he was a really fit, good-looking guy and, and in great shape. And he, but inside, he felt like a coward. And, he, and in his application, this wasn't even in there. And in the middle of session, all of a sudden, he was remembering that when, when he was five years old, he was on a playground. 
and he was beat up by the bully of the school who had challenged him to a fight. He took one punch, fell down, and even though he could have got back up, he didn't. That little memory, which seemed like nothing, affected his entire adult life. He never got up. He never got up. And so we, using NLP and hypnosis, we had him get up and start throwing punches back and chase those bullies off the playground. Simple little thing, but throwing the punches, having the body move, changed his entire existence. He walked out of here like he, I mean, and three years later, he's like this just awesome, confident Superman. <laughs> and so, and I mean, I don't think people realize that so, sometimes, I mean, sometimes it's stuff that was meant, as in, Parents say shitty things, right? You know, not everybody's a good parent. Parents say shitty things and mean it, right? But other times it wasn't meant. So I had a client who had um, um, went back to an incident when she was six. And she'd been, and this, in, in the British I don't do this, but in America when it rains in some places, one of the things that you do is you go out and you really play in the mud. Yeah. Um, and it's a thing, you know, I don't know if it's a thing anymore, but it was when I was growing up. So I knew what she was talking about. It was a thing. You go out and you really get dirty. And she went to the back of the house and she was covered in mud from head to toe. And her mother said, you dirty, dirty child. Ooh. And she, I mean, her mother was obviously pissed off that she was covered in mud, but she internalized that in a way. I don't think her mother meant that she was a dirty, horrible child, just no. that she was dirty that day covered in mud. But the way she heard it, it stuck with her up until the point at which it was worked with in session. And she'd always considered herself dirty and a slut and a slag. I mean, she had all these words that came clustered around that idea of what being a dirty child meant. Yeah. You know, one yeah. statement that just... Absolutely. And then we have a lot of women that, um, um, that go to past lives, you know. There's, a lot, there's been a lot of... A lot of um, rape and trauma and, and, and killing against the feminine for thousands of years and these women that come to us that don't even believe in past life all of a sudden they find themselves chained up in a dungeon somewhere with these one man after another and and so how much of that stuff gets carried forward you know and, and from our parents and from that, that that that's shocking as well What's fascinating to me is, is that, um, and because when you do trauma work, if you go earlier, if that's one part of your method, and it is certainly mine with traumatic incident reduction, we always go earlier. We always ask if there's anything earlier, um, is that it doesn't matter what you believe. If you come up with something, it's worth working with yes. it. Well, and, and the, the thing is too, in somatics, you basically are communicating to the body, meaning yeah. even communicating to the actual memory and the brain we ask the body to present the fastest way to, to pull really roots. And that means sometimes going all the way back because the body knows. So we're fully relying in somatics um, on the body memory to show us and the body wisdom to show us where is the fast track? Where, yeah. where can we go? Because a lot of that, like when you talk all the way past life, it does repeat itself over and over and over. So we can clean up, you know, in, 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 you know as a 40-year-old or a 20-year-old or birth or before and, and wherever we need to go to pull that root of, you know, for example, um, rape, although a woman hasn't even experienced any rape, but it's, it's like terrified 
you know, to experience that again without knowing where does this even come from? So there's these blocks that clients um, experience where they're like, I've done all my work, all my inner work and all my, you know, whatever is out there. And it seems like there's one thing and I don't even know what it is. Yeah. Then they come here and the body says, here it is, right? That's where we need to go. And, And all of a sudden everything falls into place. Even if, as you say, the whole thing, even if the brain makes the whole thing up, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing that people don't, don't realize. They get all stuck on, oh, is this true? Is this not true? Yeah. And, I, and I've always said, look, it doesn't matter. It makes no difference. It's just like when somebody comes in and presents something to me, they're presenting it from their point of view. I know darn well that it's their point of view. Mm-hmm. That makes no difference. I'm working with them. So I work with what I've got with them. Exactly. I'm doing an assessment of somebody. It's a totally different thing. Then I'm a detective, right? Yeah. I'm looking for other things. But when you're working in this way, the, the beauty of it is that you can work with anything that comes up and you'll still get to that root. You'll still get to that realization and that transformative place. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. we have, we do, we have in our very in-depth questionnaire intake form. And, and then we do have before clients get on our table, we, we do sit for half an hour and, and kind of see, okay, where are we going today? What's showing up and what has been showing up ever since you signed up? And, um, and then we have all this plan kind of, okay, this is where we're going. And then the client is on the table, the session starts and the body says, no, we're going this way. And <laughs> awesome. I mean, we, it is, we can make all these kind of assessment and, and figure out what looks good and sounds good. But then, you know, once the session starts, we're just letting go and, and following the intuition and the body wisdom um, rather than the brain. Which is fantastic and because, of course, so much of sex gets buggered up by people being in their heads instead of being able to let go. And that, that's like probably one of the most crucial issues is that you, you really can't have proper orgasm if you cannot let go of control. Yeah, which happens in orgasm, right? You lose control. You don't have a choice. You lose control. Well, and I, I firmly believe that that's the reason why so many women don't reach orgasm. Yes, it's absolutely. not even educational. It's not that they don't know. It's that they are so frightened of losing control that they just refuse. Well, that's, part, that's, part, that's part of our sexual healing program. The, the, typically when women work with us, it's, it's for six or nine sessions. And, and, and it starts with people being able to access pain very easily. And pleasure is, is very challenging. At the end of the sessions, it's the other way around. Is the, the pain roots are out and the pleasure obviously has gone way up because we've done the, you know, her yoni or vagina, whatever we're saying here, has released what it needs to release, what has been in the way, all the old emotions, the tears, the anger. And once that armor, I'm sure you've heard that term before, that's what we yeah. call de-armoring in a sense. Once that armor has been released and has let go, it allows a woman to experience pleasure that she's never experienced in her body most likely before. We talk about a level 12 orgasm as opposed to what most people experience out in the world, which is a level four, five-ish kind of orgasm. There is so much more available when all of that other stuff is out of the way. And so as part of the technique we use, it is, it is to, to take a woman past that point where otherwise she would normally hold off at the cliff. And you'll, 
it looks dramatic. You know, you've got Heike in the room holding her hand saying, come on, sister, jump! You know, and, it's, and, and, and you get to that point where as soon as she finally says, I give, and, and, it, and all, everything comes crashing down, everything changes. There's, it's like the bright white goes boom. And there's the freedom. Supernova. There, there's the freedom of, to be who you, who you are, who you really are as a spiritual being and as a sexual being. However, that looks for you exactly. personally, right? Because everyone has different needs, tastes, expressions. Right. No yeah. one size fits all once again, right? And we got to find our own, but really the freedom to choose. Whether, you know, we want to be in a monogamous, hetero relationship, if we want to have open I'm relationships, poly. polyamorous, um, whatever it is, right? <laughs> yeah. my I'm, I always say I'm poly because she's like a hundred different women. You never know. Oh, that's never, good. I never know who I'm going to wake up next to. So I'm like, give me, I get all these different ones. <laughs> I'm married to one of those, but we are actually Polly. But I'm, I am married to somebody who I never know who's going to show up. So it never gets boring. So you get it. Absolutely. Another point, too, is in sex, you know, sex does never get boring if you just show up and see what wants to unfold. Well, yeah. If, it, I don't even think you have to say anything else. I think all you have to say is if you just show up. They just show up and, and you let spirit take over, your bodies yeah. take over, and it's again a, a part of surrendering. And it's such an adventure, right? Yeah. Because you never know where it's going to go. And, and to be able to stay in this connection and really intimacy and intimacy, obviously, we know it's not just taking our clothes off after having sex. It's like really show up fully and, and to see where does it want to go. And like you, earlier, you too, you bring, you bring the spirituality into it. And finally, you get your variety and you get your five-course meal. You get your organic food through sex, right? Because most people, I mean, I see women running around and it brings me to tears so many times because they're all sexually depleted. Right, they're malnourished. They they just know McDonald's or you know like the fast food, and and then they wonder again, why do I not like sex? Something's wrong with me, or or you know all of these things. Rather than wow, they're like it's such a um, there's such a broad menu mm -hmm. when it comes to sexuality and, and how to express it. And erectile dysfunction often goes away as well. When, when, when a man really becomes present to just showing up and no being, performance. Yeah, being right there in the moment without having to think, okay, in three minutes I'm going to do this and then I'm going to have to be ready to, to penetrate. Yeah. When all that's gone, the body magically just comes alive. I've seen so many clients who had ED and once they learned how to practice sacred sexuality, they're like, wow, I had no problems at all. It was like completely gone. You take the goals out, you take the performance out, and you even yeah. take the orgasm out. It's like, it's all about pleasure. It's all about whatever, whatever shows up, yeah. right? Even sexual healing, you know, happens in the bedroom, whether you go for it or not. But just to, to be there, that's, you know, one of our biggest missions too, to help people understand. You can learn techniques and you can learn anatomy and all of that is great. And then there is the time to just see it as meditation. You know, you well, just yeah. have space and you don't know where you're going to go. If you don't show up, the, the, the difference is huge. And, and my experience with people is that whatever's going on with them, they find it impossible to show up. Right. Yeah. But, you know, that's the thing. 
we need a plan always. We need to, from A to Z, we need to know where we're going. And rather than, you know, we're just meeting. We're just... Yeah, no, and it's so much, it's so much more amazing if you can be organic like that. And, and I mean, you know, our society isn't structured that way. And so I do understand why people find it so difficult, you yeah. know. But if you can get past that and actually just allow that to evolve the way it's going to evolve... The results are incredible. They are. And I've, I've, I've heard that reasoning by many couples we worked with telling me they just did not have time. And yet when, <laughs> they, when they finally, on the edge of divorce, called us back and said, all right, we are going to, I told them, you got time to go to a lawyer. You got time to come see me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or we don't, or we can't afford it. That's my other favorite oh, yeah. one. I mean, you take yeah. a lot of money 50, by 000, coming $50, here. $50,000 for a divorce or Come, come see us for a couple for a couple sessions and and they do and they come down and spend three hours with us and we just show them every, you know everything we know in that little three-hour session around what sacred sexuality looks and feels like next thing we know they are like high school kids they walk out of here hand in hand and giggling and they and they're sending us reports about oh we just built this amazing thing for sunday and all of a sudden they when they realize how important it is to the relationship and they see the relationship changing and marriages get saved, you bet you that becomes a priority. Yep. They find a place, they find a place for the kids to go to. They find, you can, you do it for everything else in life, but they, when you don't realize what you're missing, you don't know what to say. As soon as you start to taste that meal and say, wow, I've been missing this for 20 years. We had a, we had a couple, we just worked with both of them, him and her separately, and then together, that they've been married 20 years. And she told us after she's had three sessions, he's had three. She told us a couple days ago in a coaching call, we made love for the first time. First time in 20 years, they made love. The They've had tons and tons and tons of sex. But it's the first time. And she was in tears. I've been looking for this for 20 years. And, and when the magic opens like that, that is probably the biggest, you know, gift of my heart. And, and, and I, want, I want to see couples connect and be in love and marriage is saved. And, and the missing component is intimacy, connection, and sexuality. Yep. And so is, people, hmm? and it is the fuel. And, and yeah. we realize that it is individually our fuel, it's our life force energy, right? We're, we're feeding, fueling ourselves for the day. Um, and for us, we have a rule here because we're obviously 24-7 together. We work together. We live together. We no. sleep in the same bed, all of that. Um, but we don't do any business before our board slash bedroom meeting. <laughs> like that, the first thing of the day is to turn on, right, to, to right. use energy. And it doesn't have to be, this is why we have Sundays, the long session, but it doesn't have to be even that long. It can be 10 minutes. It can be an hour. But when we miss it, our day completely goes different. And, and so relationships are fueled by that connection. However, that looks right. It doesn't have right. crazy sex. It can also just be cuddling or solo or, or solo, but just relationships without sexuality. I always said, Oh, it's good. As long as we have our best friend and, and we can communi communicate, but um, running this energy together is how we create. I mean, all the way to babies, but we create anything yeah. using yeah. it, right? This energy. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's not just procreation. It's about creation full stop. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
So if people want to find you, where should they go? Our website is www.sextraordinaryliving.com. So it's like extraordinary, but just add an S. But the easier way to go there is go to Pleasure Upgrade. So www.pleasureupgrade.com. And we've got a bunch, actually, of free gifts on that page if you sign up. We've got a how to, how to have a sacred sexuality evening on there. We've got an inner meditation to, to balance your masculine and feminine. What your orgasm says about oh, you. That's true. You wrote that one. <laughs> that should be fun. Yeah, it is so fun. It's meant to be fun, but it kind of works. People can choose from one or all the free gifts on there. We want to just, you know, we, we openly shared some stuff from some of our courses on there so people can really just take a look at it and have fun. And then also we understand, you know, everyone has an individual case or, or maybe a problem or a question. And we do offer check-in discovery sessions on the phone. So really after listening and, and you know, it's somatic work for me or sexual healing for me or or whatever it is and and this is where i'm at and how could we assist we always invite to have that conversation brilliant well thank you both so much for being here and the links will be on the podcast notes thank you for joining me for the a to z of sex this week please write to me with suggestions for the show questions you want answered at dr Lori beth at a to z of sex.com that's dr L-O-R-I-B-E-T-H at A-T-O-Z or Z-O-F-S-E-X dot com. Do follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and check out my YouTube channel. If you want a free 30-minute strategy session with me, go to H-T-T-P-S colon forward slash forward slash A to Z of sex dot com and click the button that says schedule now. If you enjoyed the show, please leave me a review on iTunes or Stitcher and join me next week for the letter G. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the A to Z of sex. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review here on iTunes and make sure you head over to www.atozofsex.com. That's A T O Z O. F-S-E-X to subscribe to my free newsletter to help you keep your sex life sizzling. Stay tuned for upcoming weekly episodes as we work our way through the sexual alphabet to discover the wide world of sex, sexuality, desire, and intimacy. Knowledge gives you the power to create relationships that bring you satisfaction and joy. Hope to see you next week.